This is the Ordained Educator Podcast, and I'm your host, Bridget Jackson. For almost three decades, I have lived and loved doing one of the greatest passions on earth, educating. I'm an ordained educator. If you're listening to this podcast, you were destined to do what you're doing too. You were ordained to impact others. Thank you for joining us today. Well, ordained educators, welcome back. We're so excited that you have been able to join us for season two. We have been looking forward to this moment, well, all summer. So we thank you so much for supporting us and coming back. You are in for a treat for season two. It is going to be absolutely dynamic. But let's talk real quick. What's been going on with you? How are you doing? How's everything going in your life? We hope wonderful. As I said, season two is going to bring some great things for you. We are going to be doing more interviews. And so we look forward to you joining us for those events. Let's jump into our podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about animals. (laughs) Yes, animals. Additionally, I'm going to tell you how some simple research about snakes can help you survive or teach you a lesson on how to survive anything as an educator. What made me choose this topic? Well, I'm glad you asked. I've always had a fascination for animal behavior, like always. We can learn so much from animal studies. When I was a teacher, I loved to read books when we were doing informational texts with students because animals, I mean, it's, they're just fascinating. And so after all, you know, we have to realize that everything that we almost use in advancement Well, not everything, because that's an absolute word, but a lot of things have been because of scientists and their use of animal studies. So biomimicry is, has been used for birds, on birds rather, on bees as a source of flight. So if you think about the Wright brothers, yeah, they studied, you know, flight from animals, geckos for climbing. Um, Skulls of animals have been used for the building uh, structure, how to do more resistance for buildings. Um, Elephant trunks for robotic robotic arm research. Deer antlers for producing uh, industrial materials. Bats used for uh, their echolocation and how to improve sound technology. Um, Shark skin. Yes, you heard me correct. I said shark skin. Shark skin has been used for help in advancing in naval health, like Navy, the Navy, N-A-V-Y, yeah, the Navy, and medical advancement. And how that uh, technology has been used is that sharks out of marine animals do not get uh, contaminated with algae and some of the other things like other marine animals. And so now this technology is being used to make advancements in the medical industry. So wonderful things that we can learn from animals. The list can keep going on and on and on. Now, in this podcast, I'm not going to talk about the bio uh, mimicry, for instance, but I just wanted to bring that up because all of those things are facts. So our talk today, rather, is going to be about the psychology of some of the things that you're doing. So let's get into our talk. Did you know that snakes are one of the most reviled animals on the planet, according to all types of um, research, all types of studies, polls? People don't like snakes. 
According to scientists, aphibiophobia is the second most common phobia in the world. It comes right behind the fear of spiders. Then there's the fear of snakes. Nearly one third of adult humans are believed to have an intense fear of snakes. So that means if you were sitting with me right now in a live audience and you look to your left and you look to the right, one of the three of you would have this fear. Aphidiophobia is the fear of snakes. This phobia is very common and it can be attributed to evolutionary roots, personal experiences, or cultural stimuli. Snakes are used, if you look and think about it, as villains or the evil uh, protagonists in literature and media. You know, you think about a snake, most people have you know, kind of a negative. Now, there are some people that love snakes. Uh, there are people out there that uh, worship snakes. There's people that, again, admire snakes and have an awe. But there's people that some of them uh, revile them and some people fear them. And some people have this serious phobia. But when I was doing some research, I stumbled upon an article about fear of snakes. And here's what one person wrote. Her name was Penny, and this was just in 2019. Penny said, I have harmless snakes in my area, and unfortunately, they love my yard. I scream and jump every time I see them. I think of them as sneaky and evil and hate that I rarely see them until almost stepping on one. And so as I started thinking about that and looking at that, I'm like, you know, I'm like that. I'm walking. I love nature. And so if I take a walk out in the woods or I do my daily walk, I don't want to stumble upon a snake. And then I have to ask myself some different questions. And here's what expert Adam Michael Cox, he's called the phobia guru, says. He said it's the movement and the proximity of the snake that is feared more than the actual size. So I did a pregnant pause on purpose because I wanted you to hear that. I'm going to repeat it again. It is the movement and the proximity of the snake that is feared more than the actual size. So here's where our discussion is going to begin today. Snake bites are not as harmful as most people think, but we really as humans fear snakes. Most phobias aren't even rational. It's just our body's experience and we're experiencing it as if it is truly real. It's the movie that's playing inside of people's heads that's more terrifying than the actual encounters. Therefore, I ask you a question. What movies are you playing in your head? Even right now as I speak, what came into your conscious mind, your conscious memory? What are you terrified of that really doesn't present as much of a danger to you as you think it does? What? What is that thing? I have some things. I have some things that I have fear of, but I have to ask myself, is that fear even rational? So here's some facts I want to lay out with you. Out of 3,000 species of snakes, only 20 or 30% of them are venomous. And even the ones that are venomous, unless most people live in remote areas and everything, venom does not even kill most people. There's a very small fraction of people who die on a yearly basis of snake bites. What's more, snakes don't even strike unless if they're concerned, provoked, trapped, or if you happen to mess with them around breeding season. There's only two types of snakes that are aggressive, 
And that's the Black Mamba of Africa and the King Cobra of Asia. So knowing this should help you decrease your fears unless you live in a territory where you live where those most aggressive types of snakes live. I'm podcasting from the United States. So most of us in the United States do not have to worry about the type of snakes that we encounter, but we have such a fear or we revile them so much. So what is it? Well, that leads me to my next point. The leadership within you is probably experiencing many fears. You have to be conscious about yourself and your behaviors. You have to be conscious of the impact that that has on you and others. Are you aware of what you should be aware of? I'm saying this to make a point. We have to make the unconscious conscious. We have a daily challenge, but our conscious brain gives us the ability to change things. We do this through ideas. We can establish new ideas. So instead of having a fear of this creepy, what I perceive as creepy thing crawling on the ground, which really does not have any detriment to me, then I can re-change and change my idea. If I see a snake, I can see it as if it's a beetle. It's not that dangerous, especially for me. Again, most snakes that I'm going to encounter are gardener snakes. Why am I so afraid? Environment, culture, and again, the fear sometimes of the unknown. So you have to know you. What can we learn from snakes? About 51% of people in the world are truly afraid of snakes. But guess what? I said it. Snakes, most of them are docile. All they want to do is rest and they don't want to be disturbed. And only time we see their defenses come out is when they're trying to warn you, leave me alone. So it's our experiences again. It's the culture of our society that's helped us place values on our outlook of snakes. And we interact based on those prior experiences, those encounters, those beliefs. They shape us. So here's the overarching lesson. We all have fear. It's a part of how our brain is wired. But overuse could cost you. Each of us have distinctive superpowers. We're wired with natural behaviors that help us succeed in life, but being aware of those is very critical. So we have those same talents that we can use. They can hinder us or they can constrain us. What are you using your superpower for? Because if you are allowing fear to override your superpower, that's where you need to become self-aware. So let's just remember, snakes can teach us a valuable lesson about leadership. Step up to the challenge and know that most things that you deal with should not be feared because they are not imminent danger to us. It is our fear or our belief that literally took us there. When we deal with things, we deal with things as if they're really happening. Because our brain is so hard, 
Our brain is so hardwired that it cannot perceive reality from perception. So what are you telling your perception? What are you doing with your belief system? You see, we can learn a lot from a snake. The facts are that they're rarely dangerous, but people still have phobias. So what in your career right now, what in your life experience right now is causing you to fear something that's really not even harmful? You have the power to overcome it. But the key is, it starts with the self-awareness. So I want you to resonate on that. I want you to think about that. And then I want you to be the true overcomer you are. After all, you are an ordained educator. You're ordained to do this. And whatever those fears are, you got this. So let's try this this week. You ready? Here's what I propose for you to do. Number one, be aware of what triggers your fear. Yeah, be aware. What triggered it? Then you can deal with the problem. Number two, put the facts on that fear. Tell the fear the facts. So why are you afraid? Now get down to the true facts about it. It's really that easy. And then number three, walk in the confidence of knowing that your unique personality traits can help you. You are specifically designed in order to accomplish the mission and the vision and the purpose of why you do what you do. So therefore, walk in that confidence and use your unique personality trait to get you to that destination. Then fourth and finally, rise and conquer. You got the prescription. Be aware, put the facts on that fear, walk in confidence. Now all you gotta do is conquer it and write it out. Now, if you need help understanding your superpower, in the show notes, there's information about how you can find out what you can do to increase your ability to be more self-aware and command the lane that you're in. All of us are so uniquely designed. Mind is influence. Mind is impacting people. My superpower, my super gift. Now, I have many, but that's one that is my superpower. Now, we have many abilities, but some of us are very gifted and skilled at certain things. And if you don't know that and you've never done that before, I invite you to go to the show notes. I have a free assessment that you can take that can help you lead you in that direction. I hope this blessed you. Thank you for listening. And be sure to recommend our podcast to other like-minded educators. Thank you for subscribing. And as I always ask you, please give us a review if you have not already. Again, thank you for your time because I don't consider the like thing that you took time out of your busy schedule to listen to Ordained Educator. And if no one has told you lately, let me be the first. You are unique. You are marvelous. You are wonderful. You have everything with inside of you to accomplish some mighty and great things. Yes, you believe it. So finally, coach me and I will learn. 
Challenge me and I will grow. Believe in me and I will win. You are a winner.